This podcast was created for teachers to answer the most burning questions, the difficult, the potentially embarrassing, and the questions we feel like we should know the answer to, but we don't. I'm Marie, and this is the Caffeinated Classroom Teacher Q&A. Enjoy the show. Hi there, and welcome back to the Caffeinated Classroom. If this is your first time here, my name is Marie. I'm a high school English teacher in San Diego, California, and this is another episode of Teacher Q&A. And I've been taking some of the most common questions that I get on my YouTube channel, on Instagram, um, and even on my blog, and finding the best way that I know how (laughs) to answer those questions as efficiently as possible. And so here comes another one. If you first, if you missed the first episode, head to the caffeinatedclassroom.com slash episode one, and you can see my answers to the two most common questions that I get, like almost on a daily basis, I get both of these questions. Um, and here's another pretty common one, especially when I start posting things about myself with my kids. Um, I have two kids, for those of you who have not been here very long, I have two kids. They are seven and four years old right now, and I am a full-time teacher, and I own two businesses, and I do a lot, right? Like, it's a very busy full day every single day. And it takes a lot of energy to get through these things. And I really do enjoy most of the things that I do. But the big question that I get is, how do you have energy after school or in the afternoon to be present and there with your kids? Right. And so I know not everybody who is listening to or watching this right now has kids necessarily, or maybe, you know, young kids like I do. And so maybe this translates a little bit differently for you. Maybe it's just like, how do you have energy to do more than just melt into the couch? Right. Or like stare into oblivion after school hours are over. And I totally get that because I have been there and I have a few tips that I try to abide by as much as possible, obviously, with a lot of flexibility. Like, The biggest thing is to just be flexible and do what feels right to a certain extent. Um, Parents who are listening, you know that we don't always get to do what feels right for us because we need to first do what is right for our children and then work on what feels right for us. Um, Obviously, there are some philosophical differences in what I just said. (laughs) I even have some um, here and there. But when it comes down to after school, I'm done teaching all day long. I'm like right now I'm teaching virtually. Pretty soon I'll be in a hybrid situation. I'm having Zoom meetings with students. I'm having them with parents. I'm having them with colleagues like all day long. I'm having phone calls. I'm working on things like this podcast and YouTube channel and uh, content for the caffeinated classroom and brave new teaching during a routine when I have time during like my lunch and that sort of a thing. And there's a lot that I'm getting done. And then the school day ends at like 3.30 or 4 o'clock, right? Like wrap everything up. My contracted day ends at 3.30. So by 4 o'clock, I'm kind of wrapping everything up and I have the kids and we get home and I'm depleted, right? Like I'm exhausted, but I'm their mom and they need me and they're tired too. And they need me to kind of guide. And we have like a whole third of the day, quarter of the day that's left before bed. And that is some really precious time. Um, And if you have kids or not, that's still really precious, valuable time to be able to enjoy life and and to enjoy different parts of your life. Um, So how do I find the energy to be present with my children or just to be present and enjoying life after school? And we're going to say most days, right? Because every day is a little bit different. And we're just going to throw this out there for most 
days. So I have a few tips. First of all, what we're going to do actually is we're going to set some context here. We're going to take the idea of pandemic and virtual teaching, especially like staring at screens is so draining. Um, We're going to take that out of the equation for now. And we're just going to look at this as any regular school day within a regular school, quote unquote, regular school year, because teaching period is exhausting. Um, And there are some routines that you can get into during your school day that, you know, make the day to day less exhausting. But the, the fact of the matter is we have a very demanding profession on our energy and on our uh, resources, right? So like, That is kind of just like a given circumstance. It's tiring standing up and being present and teaching and just being there with students all day long and their parents and other stakeholders in their education. So my biggest tip, I guess, is to find the routines and the rhythm that you can put your life into or that you can kind of just like use to form your week and your days that works for you. Okay. And that was super like hippy dippy, like very general. And you're like, thanks a lot. That's really helpful advice. Let me digress a bit and explain what I mean by that. So Uh, One of the routines that I've had in my life for a long time, and then when my husband and I had kids, we were like, okay, we we have to like keep this together because we're both teachers. We have very demanding schedules. So one of the things that has been an absolute lifesaver for more than 10 years in my life is planning meals. Not necessarily prepping all of my meals because that is its own form of torture in a lot of ways, but like planning not all the meals, but at least lunch and dinner for the week. That alone that I don't have to think about, that I I grocery shop for specific meals uh, every weekend, and then I know what we're going to be having day to day with a bit of flexibility, that saves so much brain power and so much bandwidth during the week that it frees up a lot of that bandwidth and brain power for other things. And a lot of those other things can be like relaxing or just, you know, like finding the energy, right? So that's a big one, one of the routines that I put into place. And then let's get into a little bit more specifically what sorts of routines and rituals I have in place that create space. Like really what we're talking about here is creating space for for being present and creating space for finding the energy to enjoy different things after school and in the evenings and that sort of thing during the week. Um, So the first thing that we do, like the first thing that I would say a ritual to put into place is to have a get home ritual. So like for me and the kids, we get home together. They're always with me and I, I, I bring them home with me. And the first thing that we do is we unpack, right? We unpack. I put my bag away. I put like my water bottle and lunch and whatever needs to get put away, away. Stuff goes into the sink, into the dishwasher etc. Same thing with the kids. Their backpacks get unpacked. Their jacket gets put normally in the dirty clothes. Let's be honest with ourselves on any given day. Um, their shoes are put away. Like everything gets put away the minute we get home, right? It's well, for the most part, it's like go potty, wash your hands, unpack. Lunches get put away immediately so that then that's not something I have to worry about later on. It is so tempting to just get home and go <sighs> and sit down on the couch. Some days I totally do that. But first, unpack, put my keys where my keys go, my wallet and purse where they go. Because if I don't do that, the next morning will be panic city USA when I can't find my keys, right? Like these are just the things that we don't really think about. Like the next morning when I'm all freaked out looking for my keys, that's energy and brain space that's going to be depleted later on. So 
I'm saving that and I'm freeing up that space by putting my keys in the same place every single day right when I get home. By unpacking my lunch and putting all the containers and things into the dishwasher immediately so that the next morning uh, or, or washing them, you know, what, how, whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you when we're talking about lunches here, we generally have like each person has a couple of lunch items. This is something I could talk about in a later, later episode too. Um, like prepping for lunch. If that's something you guys are interested in, let me know in the comments, you know? Um, but like I'll have two containers that I use so that they're on like a rotation. So like the one that I just used goes right into the dishwasher and then the other one gets packed after dinner. Okay. So like the get home ritual starts with unpack and then get moving for us. Get moving. Because if I do that and I just sit down on the couch, odds are I'm not getting back up. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. I'm stupid tired. I'm not going to get back up. And my kids are going to be ever so happy to edge their way into staring at a screen for the rest of the day. And I mean, if we're being perfectly honest, there are some days where it's like, forget it, guys. It's fine. Mommy can't move. And let's just watch something and we'll have an early dinner and read and call it a night. And that's fine. When that though starts becoming that like sedentary afternoon and evening starts becoming the everyday, um, it, it, it's not great, right? It's not like the healthiest and it's not the best for the kids. They get whiny. Like it's just, and I'm not showing them the attention that they need and deserve. And, and it's not good for me physically or emotionally. So we get home, we unpack, get everything settled, and then we get moving. Sometimes that moving means going for a walk. Lately, we haven't really been going for walks because I kind of, for some reason, that just sounds like too much to me, even though it's like literally walk out the door and down the block. Um, we have a dance party. We put on a Spotify playlist that I made of like a bunch of songs that are appropriate for the kids and really fun to dance to. And we dance around like crazy people. We have these like little uh, color changing lights that are, they're on Amazon. I can link them in the show notes for this episode. Um, They're like those little hockey puck lights that have remote control so you can like color change them and they're in our living room on top of bookshelves and so like our whole room strobes between the whole entire rainbow and we blast music throughout the whole entire house and we just jump around and dance like crazy people. What that does, that some sort of movement, going outside and like throwing a ball around or exploring in the yard or going for a walk or even just like folding and putting away laundry, but like something that is moving, that dance party moment, creates like a break in the day, right? Or like, like it's like a clean, this is a new moment where I get to like shed what had been happening during the day thus far and the kids get to see like a true like stark transition and like I said the caveat to this is every day is a little bit different we are getting to the point where our kids have sports and after school activities so the routine is going to look a little bit different every day but a lot of those activities are going to be that physical movement there's something about moving and getting going that changes your stasis so nicely and it's a really great way to transition into then being able to relax and truly like clear your mind at home I'd love to be able to tell you that I get home and I work out I don't that would be a lie. I have two kids who are there and need my attention. There's no way that I'm going to like feel good about. And then I, you know, it just like sets myself up for 
a lot of frustration for like, if I can't get my workout done because you know, my children need their mom. It's like, <laughs> it, it's just a vicious cycle. So get home and I make them part of it. Um, you know, translate this into whatever it means for your life that actually like makes sense and, and, and fits your day and your situation. Uh, so get home rituals, unpack, then move. Then we also have like a dinner time sort of a rhythm or ritual. Um, like I said, those meals are all planned already and they're normally not prepped ahead of time. They're normally just really simple to make. I personally like to make my kids part of the cooking as much as I can. Some days they're into it. Some days they're not into it, but while I'm cooking dinner, generally they are playing or doing something kind of quiet because we've done something big and moved around and they've gotten a little burst of energy out and then they can color, they can play in their rooms. There's generally like at some point in the week, an epic Lego building situation that's going on, but there's something that they can do or they're helping me cook and do that sort of a thing. On the days when my brain is just too frazzled, it's like, hey guys, here, look, look at this great dollar bin activity book that mommy has shown you, you know, three months ago and you completely forgot existed. Here, take a look at that. And then like while I'm cooking, I'll be making my to-do list and kind of trying to just like defrag my brain a little bit. Um, but we kind of got like a little dinner time routine and then everybody sits down as many nights as possible. We try to have no screens on while we're eating. There are sometimes those days where it's like, hey guys, let's watch Escape to the Chateau on Hulu tonight while we eat dinner. And it is what it is. And nobody's any the worse for it. It's fine. And it's highly enjoyable sometimes. But we do try to just sit down and have no screens. And then there is a bedtime, a legitimate like bedtime routine and ritual. When the kids are getting their jammies on or like, you know, like shower and then jammies and then brush your teeth. And then we're all going to come together and read a book, maybe watch a show. And then everybody's going to go to bed. Like there's a legitimate activity that's like a ritual that triggers in their heads that it's time to completely unwind and like get ready to go to sleep. And the same thing happens for me. And that's how I can actually go to sleep on those nights that are a little few and far between right now, if we're being perfectly honest, but being able to go to sleep, get a decent night's sleep so that I can get up and do it all again the same the next day. It's all peace. I kind of look at it as like a savings account of energy, right? If I've got that routine to get myself to go to bed, then hopefully I'll go to bed at a decent hour and then I'll sleep okay. And then I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be able to get through my whole entire day and still have energy reserves at the end to be there and be present with my kids for us to get up and move around, to do some sorts of activities, do our dinner routine and do all of that good stuff. Um, yeah. So that is how I reserve my energy and my brain power as much as I can. And I mean, as I record this, we're still we're still in the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's it's not like every day is going exactly according to plan. In fact, most days are not going exactly according to plan. But I just try to follow my own kind of a rhythm and do what feels right so that I can be there and enjoy things and it doesn't just feel like <laughs> it doesn't always have to feel like a pandemic. You know what I mean? So, hopefully this helps a little bit in just how to take so, some of the like <laughs> it, it seems I think a little bit like mystic some people like wow, she just must have so much ridiculous energy. I mean, I am a pretty peppy person, but like I'm tired, dude. Like I've got two kids and a full-time job and a couple of businesses. This isn't I would never tell you like, "Oh, it's so easy." It's not. It's super stinking hard, but I also so enjoy it that there's like a different motivation behind 
finding the energy to do all of these things. Um, and for everybody, it's a little bit different. My biggest piece of advice, like I said at the beginning, find the routines and the rhythm and the rituals, if those are our three R's, that uh, help you feel like you. Like if you're doing something and it's like, wow, this really resonates and this makes me feel like me and it serves you, do it. If it doesn't serve you or if it stops serving you and it stops feeling right, change it, right? You're in charge. It's okay to do those sorts of things. Um, So yeah. And if you have any questions along these lines, if you have a question that you would like to hear featured on these episodes of Teacher Q&A, please go ahead and direct message me on Instagram. I'm at the caffeinated class or leave a comment below this episode and I will see what I can do to get everything up and in the mix. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you guys next time. Bye. If you are a teacher who is feeling the downward pull of burnout, or if you even just want to change things up in your teaching and in your classroom, this is for you. Head to thecaffeinatedclassroom.com slash training and watch my free training, How to Stop Teacher Burnout and Love Teaching English Again. And even you non-English teachers out there will have some solid strategies and mindset shifts you can implement. Thecaffeinatedclassroom.com slash training. Let's regain our excitement to teach so we can avoid total teacher burnout.